very much in favor of the counting of points. Does it work for you? No. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Run Through, the figure skating podcast where we will run through all the things that made us kiss, made us cry, and made us curse the ISU. My name is Ashley Wagner, and I am one of your hosts. And I'm also one of your hosts, Adam Rippon. And also with us, as always, our not Olympic champion, incredible producer, Sarah Hughes, Emmy Award winner. Two times over. Two 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 times over. She's joining us, and she's also going to be here to check our facts because we do need fact checking. And she's also going to present us topics later for Fierce or Flutz. Sarah, welcome. Thank you. I wasn't sure when to interject. My intro goes so long these days. (laughs) It's the longest one. I got recognized again, you guys. I have no, a new. No, we're gonna make sure. We're gonna make sure that by the end of this podcast, may she never die. You will be the most notable. Yes. No, I have a show. new. I have a new coworker, and he started last week at the office. And I was being introduced to him, and my coworker said, "Sarah works a lot on figure skating, but she's not the figure skater." You know, everybody makes that joke. Mm-hmm. And he goes wait, you're on the podcast. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. I shriveled up into a corner wait, that's in that moment. so good. Oh, you'll be podcast Sarah. Wait. I feel like that's yeah, a podcast. great title. You're podcast Sarah. If you can't yeah. be Olympic champion, Sarah, you might as well <laughs> be I can't. podcast Sarah. I feel pretty confident that's, the other ship has that's sailed. That's the both of us started up a podcast because we couldn't be Olympic champions. So we're all here. Yeah. yeah actually, all of noticed, us are in the same boat. We are in the same boat. I'm also not Olympic champion Adam Rippon. And with me <laughs> and is I am not Olympic champion not Olympic Ashley <laughs> Wagner. <laughs> I know. It we, feels good to be here. <laughs> it feels right to be here. Wait, also, Ashley, so Sarah and I went to a wedding a few weeks ago and... um. First of all, we had the crazy experience of sitting on a plane for three hours just to get off after it didn't move at all. But there was somebody on the plane who um, was a skater and uh, they like waved and I introduced myself and I said, this is my friend Sarah. And and he was like, oh, you're not Sarah Hughes. (laughs) No, he said, he was like, oh, I know you. I know Sarah. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of catching on. Yeah, and for anyone who is listening, we love when you come up and tell us that you are listening to the podcast and Mm -hmm. that you hopefully love it. It means the world to us, so keep on hunting us down and and telling us, and keep on telling us what you want us to be talking about. I've gotten a couple of really good DMs, and we're going to have to, we've started up a list, so we're going to have to definitely start pursing through them to figure out our next podcast topic. The best DM that I've gotten was a topic that they wanted us to cover was who are you? As in me, who am I? Oh, I want to do that. Who are you? (laughs) What are you doing here? We kind of tease at who you are, like in the beginning of every show, but we never give any information. Yeah. And I, maybe we should keep people guessing. Oh, it's fun. Can make it a game I love that. for them. A little cat and mouse. That's fun. Yeah, because they can well, sit on planes and say, oh, I know Sarah. 
But they don't. But they don't at but all. But do they? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so now... Here's what you are actually here to listen to us talk about. Okay. The Grand Prix series. We are going to be breaking down Grand Prix assignments this episode. Before um, we get started on these Grand Prix assignments. Also, because, you know, the Grand Prix assignments, they, they come out. So many things happen in the summer. Sometimes people pull out. They add people in. So it's... It's, it, it's Half of them are unassigned currently. Right. So it's like, it's all up in the air. So it'll be fun to just kind of chat about it. But before we go into it, Ashley, I want to ask, do you remember your first Grand Prix assignment yourself? Yes, okay. I do. Go on. And when I say that I do, it's, I think I do. I believe it was Skate Canada. Okay. And what year? it was 2008. Okay. And it was at one of the most beautiful locations I ever had a Grand Prix at. It was in Quebec City. Mm -hmm. And it was, we would like go to the castle that's there all the time, which is the Fairmont. Um, But (laughs) I felt so bougie. Mm -hmm. I brought my fanciest coat. It wasn't about the competition because I was never going to do well there. I think I got eighth place. Um, But I brought a beret. Because I was like, at this, in this <laughs> part of Canada, like... they speak French. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was 2007. Uh, oh, okay. It, it was 2007, 2008 season. Yes. Yes. That, okay. That would... okay. That's why I feel like in figure skating years, you just stop calling like from September to December, the year it's actually in, and you just refer to it by... The, the following year. The year, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. What was yours? Okay, I remember mine. Mine was um. It was Skate America. Um. I really want you to picture this. Close your eyes. Um. Me. The year two thousand eight. The skin orange. The hair straight. The costume bad. And. The teeth. Bleached white. The teeth were so white. The eyebrows, (laughs) thin, arched. (laughs) Christina Aguilera. No, I remember in this off-season, because this was like my first season junior, I had like a roommate, and she was an ice dancer, and she showed me how to pluck my eyebrows. But like now looking back, I'm like, was she plucking them right? Because I don't think so, because I had very thin eyebrows arched eyebrows <laughs> into this Grand Prix, which is what I thought I needed. I thought I needed to be a little bit more aerodynamic. And I was right, but I was wrong to go about the route of changing eyebrow shape to do that. And um, I remember uh, after months, almost years of lying that I could do a triple axel, I luckily <laughs> landed one for the first time two weeks before this competition. After I literally, I remember, <laughs> remember being like at like Junior Worlds, like they this season prior, um, and being asked like, "How's your triple axel going?" And I was like, "I just." It's going well. I just don't. I wanted to focus on like doing clean programs, which like that was true. But (laughs) the only reason it wouldn't be clean is because I couldn't do a triple axel. So if I (laughs) added one in, it was because I couldn't do one. So then I got one two weeks before the competition, um, which was fantastic, which wasn't good, was that when I did try it in the competition, it did kind of look like I got it two weeks before. So I did... (laughs) 
we can say it together, fall on that triple axel. <laughs> Which, if you saw the entrance into it, it really looked like I was going to do it. Because I, I was pretty focused for the 35 seconds I was on my back right outside edge before stepping into it. So you could have felt the, the culmination of a lot of years of work coming together. And I remember um, that this specific Skate America... Um, was I, I it was in Washington somewhere, but we stayed at this like beautiful like casino hotel. Oh, you're at one of the ones in Everett. Yes, it was in Everett. And I remember that like, um, who else was on the men's team? Oh, it was me, Johnny Weir, and Evan Lysacek. Um, the ghost of Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas future. <laughs> the three of us right there. And um, I remember that they would play the competition in like the dining hall where all the athletes could eat. And um, I remember I was training with Valentina Marquet, who is one of my favorite people. Yeah. Um, and she walked into the, <laughs> the dining hall when the competition was going on and she saw what place I was in. And she just assumed that, like, that had to have been the skating order because I was probably, like, in last place or something. And she just thought, that no, like, that has to be the skating order because there's no way he did that bad. And I regret to inform you that it it was, (laughs) yeah, it was not the skating order. It was the final placement of the short program. And that is my first Grand Prix. you ended up overall? Did you redeem yourself in the free skate? I feel like I also got eighth in my first Grand Prix. Did yeah. I? Sarah's saying you yes. You got eighth. A, a Ashley, top do you remember what finish. you got at your skate Canada? I think I, I think I pulled up to fifth. You did. Wow. Pulled up. I was I was always a <laughs> no, the language. Kid. No, okay, that's the listen. language you use when you're like not metal worthy at a Grand Prix yet. And you're just like, I pulled up. Uh, I w- I medaled at my next Grand Prix. I got onto the podium. Did you medal at your first season in France? Yeah, I was. You medaled at France. Yeah. Oh my god, I remember that. It was me, Kimmy Meisner, and I think like Mawasada. And yes. I was like, holy shit, that's Mawasada. I shouldn't be standing up here. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm remembering this podium vividly. I remember my next Grand Prix. I went. Oh my god, I need an overhaul of my career. This is because I had one yeah. bad competition. So, I let the spray tan <laughs> run off. Um, I didn't straighten my hair. Did you? I did. Oh, you went curly for this. Yes. You said triple axel needs curls. And I landed it. In the short program, I, my next one was in Russia, and I landed my triple axel into a back lunge, which I was pretty good at doing at a competition <laughs> for a few years there, um, to no extra points. Um, but I only had one, because obviously I thought I needed to add two into a free skate when I could only do one three weeks earlier. Um, that made sense. Um and I did better. I pulled up to fifth. I was third in the short program, and then I pulled down to fifth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, but we love me, a sit down. Well, it was because people just did better. It's not because I did worse. They just they shouldn't have beaten me. I just did beat them. It was the back lunge. <laughs> yeah, the judges saw that, and they're like, "Wow, honestly, impressive." Um. So, I'm Ashley, some GOE. How do we? get assigned to these Grand Prix's because it's not just willy-nilly 
you just go or you sign up. There's a process to it. Yeah. So first you must go to the river and and make a sacrifice to the gods about which Grand Prix you actually want. Mm -hmm. Which Um, river? This is actually... Oh, no one preferably... I'm not going to answer that one. She's not going <laughs> to share of the famous river. rivers and I'm panicking. <laughs> She's like Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking the Colorado River. Every single Grand Prix skater has to go to the Colorado River. Well, do you want me to um, tell you the river cuz I can tell you. I have the river in front of me of how how to oh, get to me. this river. Tell tell us because it's going to actually be very informative to myself as well um, as a competitor who was on the Grand Prix circuit for maybe 11 seasons. I know I submitted requests. Did they listen to them? No. No. Did it make me bitter? Yes. So go ahead. Let's hear. So for single skaters, um, single skaters who finish in the top 12 at the world championships, they're guaranteed two spots. And the top six mm-hmm. skaters are called the seeded skaters. And dance and pairs teams who finish in the top 10 at the world championships, they're guaranteed two spots. And their top six is also called the seeded skaters. So mm-hmm. everyone who's in the top 24 in the world standings is guaranteed one spot. Everybody who is in the top 24 season's best total score is also guaranteed one spot. And now I don't know if this rule existed or if, I just know about it now, but there's a comeback rule and this comeback rule applies to a skater who's been previously seated in one through six in a world championships. They're guaranteed two Grand Prix, even if they skipped one or more seasons, if it's their first comeback and they have to commit to the ISU that they're going to participate in two Grand Prix events. And then for like, well, the that feels like down. a Yuna Kim rule. Like it feels like something where it was like Plashenko or Yuna were maybe coming back and they're like, all right, here's a comeback rule. But you know what? I, re- I can think of Yuna specifically. She never did. Once she won the Olympics, I don't even think she did a Grand Prix again. That's so fierce. That's like me and Four Continents, except better. <laughs> right. It's just like. <laughs> More talented. <laughs> yeah, but she would show up to world championships and win. Right. Well, she was Yuna. That's so fierce or floods fierce. So that is very fierce. So I think that like um, one of the best things you can do at Worlds is get one through six. That's fantastic. You're in the top six in the world. But Mm -hmm. arguably being third and being sixth sets you up to have almost like no choice in what your Grand Prix are going to be. So can you kind of like dive into that? A little bit. Sure. So you do have requesting power for your Grand Prix and you submit your requests. Um, I always submitted them to our like <laughs> athletic director. Where they went from there, I shall never know. Um, but when the ISU meets and they start to figure out who's going where, uh, all of these different countries bring in their requests from their skaters. So <clears throat> first place and fourth place get first dibs on where they want to go because one, two, and three will never compete against each other at any of the Grand Prix. They're going to be split up. And four, five, and six will never compete against each other. They're going to be split up. And so one and four get first dibs for where they want to go. Following that, after those two Grand Prix have been taken off the table, second and fifth get their requests submitted and they're going to be sent out and then third and sixth end up just getting whatever is left over and of course there's 
typical ISU, a little bit of bargaining here and there for where people are going to be getting sent. But for the most part, one through six, you are going to kind of see it shake up in that way. Yeah. And so like, yes, like kind of alluding to what Ashley's saying, there's a little bit of like negotiating with these things, but really like as the athletes, as the skaters, you kind of, you can put those requests in but then it's up to the federations to kind of decide the rest. So with mm-hmm. when I say like that wheeling and dealing, what I basically mean is like, let's say like first place is Ashley. Second place is Shoma Uno and third place is me in the uh, uh, here I go in third place at the world championships yet again. Yeah. Me horrible spot. Yeah, here I am winning the men's world championships <laughs> right. yet again. So. A good example is like, let's say Ashley is the number one and she Mm -hmm. can choose wherever she wants to go. So let's say the host country, Ashley's host country, Skate America is going to want her. And Ashley goes, I want NHK trophy in Japan. Mm -hmm. Well, then Japan is going to go, well, we really want Shoma. He's our he's the number two in the world. He's our guy. So can we negotiate around that so that we can have our number one at our grand prix so -hmm. then the u.s federation would go back and be like you know what that's fair because we're gonna have somebody else here at skate america and we want to make sure that ashley's set up and that this is a good event for her so we'll switch ashley around ashley had in her request that she also likes to go to france and so then the number three is um is me I'm also American. So like this has nothing to do with France. Okay, great. So then I can get the other uh, the other Grand Prix that aren't there. So that's kind of what we mean when we say like the Mm -hmm. wheeling and dealing. We don't mean that like somebody's going in with a bag of cash and they're going make sure Adam has a really bad spray tan. But it's more you have to think about it from like an entertainment perspective as well. A lot of these countries want their top athletes competing at their events. It's good for them to have. It's good for NHK to have Shoma Uno competing at NHK because he is a Japanese skater. He's famous. He's going to bring fans into their seats. So it's more that kind of stuff that goes on. Um, But from there, they send out the news. We find out when you all find out. We don't find out any earlier than that. We wake up and we take a look at this list and we're like, all right. This is what's going on. Back to NHK, I go for the 500th time. I There was one season, there was like, no, five years or so where I was in Japan at least three times a season because I was always at NHK. I was doing Japan Open and then there was always like something else going on in Japan. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess that there have been a few times in my own life, I start crying, that I've been to Japan <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of traveling. You know what's so funny? It's like I de- I never even thought of like traveling to competitions as traveling. Do I sound completely stupid right now? Um. Yes. Say more. Say say more. As I don't know. Sarah like Sarah says to me whenever I'm crying to her about something, she goes, "Say more." I can see like <laughs> I um, use a less condescending tone than Ashley's using right now. <laughs> oh, I don't find it condescending. I always think it's very charming because I'm like, "Wow, she's really opening the door to my feelings. This is so interesting." <laughs> the door is open, Adam. Um, thank you. <laughs> say more. Um, I guess because it just felt like I don't I don't know how to elaborate. Continue. Move on. Move on. Move on. <laughs> cut. 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 Go. Go. <laughs> Ashley, take the cut baton. Take the baton. 
Oh my god. Okay, Adam, why don't we why don't we just get into these matchups? Because okay. I feel like that's a nice segue to save you from yourself. Okay, so um, I I've quickly like glanced over um and I've made a few like notes of myself. So I'm ready to I'm ready to dig in when you are. Yeah, same. I feel like this early in the summer, it is so hard to get emotionally attached to these Grand Prix assignments because, like I said earlier, first of all, half of the Grand Prix currently are just like TBD assignments. Um, and so we really don't have a full picture just quite yet. But for the most part, it's going to stay somewhat similar to what we're seeing. Maybe we'll see some dropouts. But other than that, this is going to be it with a few more add-ons right and also we need to wait until like how are people skating in the senior b's because then you have a gauge of like what to be excited for who's in really great shape this year so like this is just like this is just this is i'm not nostradamus is what i'm just gonna say i'm not making any (laughs) predictions sarah's going maybe you are maybe i am i'm just trying to follow your sentences it's it's as is everybody else listening so with that being said (laughs) let's break down uh skate america okay i feel like skate america is going to be well i'm bringing this up because in your notes the first thing you have written is skate america so Mm -hmm. um obviously the women's event is going to be pretty interesting i think we've got isabeau we've got luna um, let me see who else. Do I think I like Amber is going to try to get in the mix here. This Amber. Would be a great... And then we, we also have young you who wasn't really in the mix last season, but she's a very talented skater. And so I'm really curious to see what, you know, a season where things didn't really go her way has done for her because she came onto the international scene touted as the next yuna kim really i mean super young super talented triple axel and then hasn't really delivered quite yet on the senior circuit in a way where i think a lot of people expected her to and sometimes i feel like that can actually be really good for an athlete just because it kind of wakes you up talent is something that i think all of us want but sometimes talent can really uh hold people back because you rely on it Mm because it's always there. You've always just been the talented one. And then you get to this point where talent absolutely takes you far, but it only takes you so far. And then you have to start to learn how to work with the other very real things that come along with competing, like nerves, uh, like just stress on your body from training, injury, things like that. So I feel like maybe these last couple of seasons have been a really great experience for her to learn and I wouldn't count her out of this season just yet. I'm really curious to see how she's skating on this Grand Prix circuit. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to, th- I think that's what's so fun about the first few Grand Prix is because you get like this preview of like how it's all going to go. Now I'm like, what? Am, I... how am I speaking this morning? I just, I want everyone to just pay attention, but not too hard to what I'm saying. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I'm excited to see um, Ekaterina Kurokova again because she's always she always does something that makes me smile. She's so, she's don't a I sweet deserve skater. to smile? Me specifically, I deserve to smile. <laughs> I think she's a very sweet skater. I would love to see her branch out of kitsch 
a little bit. Is that fair to say? Of hitch? Is that, am I walking? Kitch. She's like kitschy. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you were saying hitch. Like I was like hitch in the in a jump. Yes. No, 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 no. She's and a, I was like, I don't like know very... if you really branch out of that. Yeah, <laughs> I think you more lean you... into it if you know what I'm <laughs> you, saying. Yeah. You recorrect that. No, she's a very kitschy skater, and I think that that makes her so lovable. But I think you can only appreciate the kitsch when it's mixed in with other types of skating, and this middle season to me is the ultimate time to play because by the time you get to you know the season before the season of the olympics you want to start to be narrowing in on what your style is what works for you maybe do one more season where you're trying something new but this season right here i i love and adore everybody it's not the season that matters this is the season where if you're going to have a dumpster fire of a season, this is the season to have it. If you're going to try something that doesn't fit your style of skating at all, try but you just it. need to figure that out, try it now. So I hope that she branches outside of Kitsch so that way she can show up at the Olympics and win us over all over again with her, her kitschy little glove-fingered programs. Yeah. I um, On the theme of fingered gloves... I just think that, like, let's just practice a few. This is not directed at anyone, by the way. This is directed no. at everyone. Um, let's do a session or two without gloves and just try it out because I don't want to see your nervous mesh fingers. I take no issue with a themed glove. Me either. If it's part of the costume, amazing. But when I see two themed gloves back to back, I'm smarter than that. I I'll say it here. Gloves are a weakness. Yeah. If you wear gloves, also I'm com- I'm saying this in jest. If you're listening to this and you wear gloves, go off, do whatever you want. It's your life. Um I just see when you're wearing the gloves, I see somebody who's going, um, if I, I fall. fall, yeah, if I fall, my hands look at wet. Like that's what I see. Like I see that that you had that. Because we've thought. been in a lesson with that kid who's like, I can't do this. My hands are wet. And well, I'm because- like, do you know the frostbite I've had on my fingers back in my day? Yeah, but also, <laughs> <laughs> also, it's like we've all skated that like horrible exhibition at our home rink where it's like you've had your program for five hours and your coach is the like- The ice is melting. Yes. And it's like your hands do get freezing cold and it's just like, it's awful. But like you suck it up. Because you should be barehanded at a Grand Prix. Sorry. Listen to your elders. <laughs> you Bare should be hands. barehanded. Um, Bare we... <laughs> manicured hands. <laughs> should we continue and just go through all, like, do all the women and then go to the men? Yeah, let's do that. Um, oh, I thought one of my takeaways, and this is all the way at the other end. So Skate America is going to be our first Grand Prix. If we were going in order, next would be Skate Canada, but I'm not. I'm going to the end. NHK. Calgary is not at NHK. I thought that was very interesting, especially because we were just talking about how countries will really fight to have their top athletes at events. And so it's not going to be Calgary, but the universe said, Ash needs this gift. And it's going to be Wakaba. I'm yeah, that's, so happy. I love Wakaba. I love Wakaba. But I do think that that's super interesting that um, mm-hmm. that she's not going to be there. But I think Wakaba is yeah. also a great. She's a great choice. Good on yeah. that choice. 
NHK is actually going to be a really tough event for the women. Um, so I'm worried for Wakaba, but I'm going to trust in in her abilities. Uh, we're going to have Yalim and Heian competing against each other, mm. which I just think is interesting that that even kind of happened because you would imagine that uh, the Korean Federation would really want to keep them separate so that they could potentially both end up going to the Grand Prix final and wouldn't kind of take points away from each other. Uh, but they will be going head to head against each other at NHK. So, but so this these is... two are just going back and forth. You know, it's like yeah. who is the top skater? I have this. This is what I think that the Korean, whether they're doing this or not, but I do think that. Um, it's almost like hey in like you go and you beat Ye Lim. Go beat her over and over until like she has until she's like ready to fight. And I think right. that they're sending like Che Young, the, their young mm-hmm. skater who is at yeah. Worlds. I think they're sending her to kind of develop because she um she was great at the world championships. She was great at lot. four continents. And so I think that they're kind of giving, I mean, she's at a, at a grand prix with young you. So it's not like they're just like babying her, but um, yeah. I think that, um, that I think it's good to have that competition. I do think that like, there is sort of a, exactly like you're saying, like spread them out a little bit, like do your best mm-hmm. to try to get them at different grand prix so that they all have a chance to be at the final. So when we get at a Grand Prix final, wouldn't it be great if you had two or three skaters from one country there? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think that they like baby any of their athletes over there. And you know what? They're probably better off because of it. But shoot. I just. Yeah. That's so. Aggressive. And I, you know, obviously we can't say we don't know. As Adam earlier said, we're not Nostradamus, but I kind of think you're like onto something. Yeah. Where it's just like, make her fight. And if she doesn't want to fight, that's on her. And make Hayen continue to skate up to the challenge. Yeah, I agree. I think that's exactly kind of what I'm, I'm thinking. And, um, yeah. I'm, and you know, Wakaba, if Wakaba's in, like healthy and she's skating well, like, She's going to be really tough to beat at this event. And also yeah. my Mihara is here as well. Like it's it's another yeah, really strong event is crazy. That's going to be probably one of the I would say that's the toughest Grand Prix of them all. NHK loves a really challenging. They event. love I a feel challenge. Like they really do. I feel like Skate America to whatever athlete, American athlete got Skate America. They always made sure it was like. Our skater is guaranteed to get onto this podium. And then NHK is like, absolutely not. It's a fight to the death. <laughs> right. Our, sk- our skater is guaranteed <laughs> to maybe get injured before this training for this event. Yeah. I think that the hardest um, event for the women here um, is going to be Cup of China because I think the hardest part is going to be finding three Chinese women to do this event. <laughs> is it currently tbd 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 it's three unassigned spots oh wow it's um, interesting that china assigned a woman to skate america before assigning a woman to cup of china <laughs> i mean yeah i'm gonna uh, go with I mean, yeah yeah 
I'm going to go with yeah. Um, my only final women's note is that Sarah Maude Dupois returns to Skate Canada. That was Thank also God. in my notes. Of <laughs> Was it really? <laughs> yeah, because it's the best name. No offense to any woman competing right now, but if your name isn't Sarah Maude Dupois, it is just not the Who best name you? out there. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, this is good. Um, but Sk- I think Skate Canada is going to be a fun one because there's some of my, I mean, one, Sarah Maude Dupois, it's the most amazing name out there. Right. Um, I love Maddie Skeezes, um, Nicole Schott. Oh, my God. Nicole. Nicole's going right on through to another Olympics, isn't she? That's fierce. Oh, yeah, of course. She's going to be doing them until she's the flag bearer for every country. <laughs> she's also not. She's very young. Isn't Nicole like 24? No, I think no. she's 27 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Laura Naki. Yeah. Gutman. Unless she's, I hope, I hope she ends she's on, on the, the ice, ice again. Point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Rika. We have Rika Kihara. Mm-hmm. A star back at Skate Canada after her silver medal last year. So it's going to be fun. Oh, there's there's a lot of good yeah, ones Yeah, and Cowrie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that yeah. So Calrie is going to be at what? Skate Canada and Finland. Finland, okay. my hometown, which also has three TBD <laughs> host country spots. Yeah. Well, I'm going to Finland in two weeks, and actually, when I'm there, I'm searching for three women <laughs> to volunteer. Looking for talent. <laughs> yeah. To searching for talent. Yeah. So when I'm at the cottage with JP, um. We're going to be going around town and just kind of be looking for three young, <laughs> you know, late teens, early 20s women who might want to kind of step up to the plate in Espo. <laughs> it's so interesting, the state of Finnish skating, because I taught a seminar there. Have you ever worked with any of the skating kids in Finland, Adam? No, I've never actually been to a rink in Finland. Some of the most talented and hardworking kids, the program that they have, I was amazed by. Like, truly, there was a lot of technical talent, so... Maybe it's just a couple years in the works. I think it's, I mean, well, if you just think of like when we were competing, they had a lot of really good like Finnish single skaters. And so I think that like you're going to be reaping the rewards of that in a few years, probably when a lot of people got started and more coaching started going on. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you want to move on to, let's see, who do you have written up next? Do you have men? I have men. No, you have... What? Yeah, okay, men. Nope, I saw Olivia Smart and her new partner. Um, well, I men. yes, I'm excited to see Olivia Smart and her new partner. I think that that's going to be fun. Yeah. I didn't know that she was coming back. I'm so excited to see her back on the ice. Right. I always liked their skating. I thought that they um, really, her and Adrian did a great job just like connecting with the audience. So I'm excited to see her return to competition. I know. And she just won Dancing on Ice in the UK. And yes, I do love that she's competing again for Spain with a German partner now. The loyalty, I appreciate it. It's brand loyalty. Yeah. The brand being this country of Spain. (laughs) It's my favorite brand. España. Okay, so let's go into the men. Um, Yeah. I think um, a few of my notables, I think like um, I'm excited at Skate America. 
I think Skin America is going to be great. It is going to be great. Um, I'm excited to see Kevin Amos. Um, Ilya is making his debut at the first Grand Prix. Um, I think mm-hmm. this is um, uh, Andrew Torgashev's first Grand Prix. Is that right? Is this his like Grand Prix debut? That would Maybe? feel. It feels right and it feels wrong. Yeah, it um, does. I feel like he's done Skate America or, before as like the third spot. Let me check. Or he's like been assigned and then got injured. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. He was supposed to do it and he didn't. So you're right. Yeah. This is his first senior. Wow, um, good call. See, we don't need a fact checker. No, you're right. I'm gonna hang up. <laughs> good no, night. Need to stay. <laughs> it's gonna go Bye, downhill everyone. fast. Because we're about to get into the pairs, so you have to stay. <laughs> um, I think uh, I was also, I think Skate Canada is fun because I'm excited to see Mateo, Kalmora, um, June, because now this is going to be June's first season without Brian. So I'm just kind of interested oh, to see. Oh, yeah, like, that's right. Yeah. Um, speaking of gloves. Speaking of gloves, but wh- I'll, I'll go on the record and say June's gloves are 90% of the time matching the color of the shirt so it does feel like costume to me it does that that falls under costume we can we can really break that down in a future episode yeah uh, yeah stay tuned for that breakdown when we break down <laughs> Junwa Cha's gloves choices oh uh, yeah um France is also going to be a good one because I think this is like you know by the time we get to France it's what is that? The third Grand Prix? Yes. So you're going to start to see everybody kind of make their debut. But I think my other notable in the men's is that Shoma doesn't compete in the Grand Prix until Cup of China. And then he has a week in between China before he yeah. goes to NHK. Yeah. So he starts I really late. Down. But I, I think it's going to be and good for tight. him. It's tight, but I and think it'll be good because not a lot of travel. And he's still like it gives him even more time to recover from that injury. Yeah. And so that's also when we when athletes are thinking about what Grand Prix they want to be competing at. There's a lot of different things. It's not just like, oh, I really want to go to France. Let's I want a Parisian vacation. I mean, that's no, 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 no. how I did it. <laughs> um, so you want to think about the schedule and where your training rink is and how far you're going to have to travel. So. By the end of my career, I was really just asking for Skate America and Skate Canada because I didn't want to have to do a like flight across to the other side of the world for one of the Asian competitions. Uh, and so then you end up do kind of giving up time in between events potentially just for the sake of not having to travel that much. So sometimes when you see athletes like what Shoma is doing here where he is competing at cup of china and then he's got just a week in between and then nhk you're staying close to home it's a little bit easier on your body although where is he training full time right now he's usually in switzerland okay so with stefan that logic doesn't entirely so i assume he's up, just but... gonna go to asia and then he'll go to japan and train till nhk right mm-hmm. Do you, yeah. and then so, where's the grand prix final this year isn't it oh it's in china Right? It didn't it get moved? Oh, is this the one that they moved from earlier when they didn't host it? Yes, I do think so. I assume they're just going to use the Olympic venue, mm-hmm. like it's yeah. ready to go. It's not like they have a bunch of stuff to prepare. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually surprised that they're not just hosting both Cup of China and the final in Beijing. Yeah, 
I agree. That's odd. Um, good for them, though. They've got options. Good for them. <laughs> um, have you ever... Com- I've only competed in China once, in Shanghai, for mm-hmm. a Grand Prix and a Worlds in Shanghai. Have mm-hmm. you competed at... Co- you have competed in Beijing before, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Um Oh my god, I forgot the last Olympics were just in Beijing. I was like, I've never <laughs> been there. I was there with Mariah. Like I just Your eyeside. And or or when Sarah was like the the Olympic venue, in my mind I went, Yeah, the bird's nest. Like from the like gymnastics <laughs> from- in two thousand eight. <laughs> I'm still stuck uh, at my first Grand Prix year. Yeah. Mentally. Um Nope, it's you were there. Um, I yeah, I competed in Beijing twice. I think my second Grand Prix season, I was in Beijing. Um, not my favorite event to go to. Uh, it's a tough one. It's more for me. I just I really I loved as much as I loved going to Japan. It's just the travel that travel takes it out of you. Like going to the other side of the world, it's just not. Yeah, easy. and so you show up and you're just fried and you're system is completely thrown off because it's like a 12 hour time difference at least and so those are those are tough events um i Um, do remember that like being a young kid that like when i would go into the rink one thing that i was really like jealous of is that the older skaters who had been on the grand prix for like a few years that like i was skating with like they would have a roller bag and the roller bag would say cup of china on it because you got like Mm-hmm. This rolling you got swag. Yes, you. Th- I think it was like one of the only events that gave you like a competition gift that big, and so I was always like, oh, "God, I really want that roller bag," and I got it eventually. So eventually, you did. Good and things. now you roll it everywhere you go. <laughs> and now I bring it to every trip I've ever taken in my whole life. <laughs> I bring that um, bag. One final thing. So I also think that Skate Canada is going to be a great event. I have a note that says Ilya is set up for a really easy uh, Grand Prix France. I feel like he's set up really well to get into the final. Um, And then after that, it kind of seems like everyone else really has to go head to head against. I mean, the men's field is actually pretty, pretty competitive. So I think it's going to make for a super exciting uh, Grand Prix circuit. I have June versus Cal versus Starbucks lover Liam Kapakis. Mm-hmm. So excited to see him again. Uh, do we want to actually break down the dance? Yeah, let's go into like some notables in the dance. Yeah, um, Green and Parsons are going up against Maddie and Evan early at Skate America. And so I think, you know, this is Maddie and Evan's event, no problem. I am excited to see them so early in the season though but i do think it's really interesting watching dance early in the season because you know for a singles program it's not going to change that much it's it's we'll get in better shape Mm -hmm. but for the most part the singles program is gonna kind of be what it's gonna be but dance you'll you could have an entirely new program by the end of the grand prix circuit so uh early competitors on the circuit for dance I think it's always just really interesting because you know you're going to see an iteration of the program, but that's definitely not what you're going to see at the Grand Prix final. Yeah, and I think it's like fun just because you get a sneak preview. And I think it's to their advantage because they get to go out, they get to see how it's scored, and then they Mm -hmm. get to wait and see how the other programs are scored 
after that. So they... Because that's what it's about for them. It's more what things are going to be leveled as, and they really have to get in front of a particular panel. You could, you know, go to a random... You you could go to Liberty in Aston, Pennsylvania and compete your program, but it's a completely different type of judging panel compared to a international Grand Prix panel that's going to be leveling your programs. So definitely a huge opportunity there. Um, What else do I have? Zingas and Kolesnik are officially on the Grand Prix circuit. I'm so excited for them. I loved them at nationals. And so for them, Sarah's nodding her head. And anytime I make a dance, Sarah loves dance. Um, And so anytime I make a dance point where Sarah's like nodding her head, I feel like I have taste. (laughs) You do. I love them. I love them. They're so good. They're going to be so good. So good. And they're so nice and they deserve good things. So the U.S. dance field is crazy. Yeah, it's really good. It's crazy at nationals. Have we gotten any update on his family? Because isn't his family all in Ukraine still, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Caitlin and Jean-Luc are back on the Grand Prix yeah, this year, which is going to be so I great. That's going to be great to yeah. see. I'm excited to see um, Lila and Lewis, like, as mm-hmm. always, um, mm-hmm. because they always do something, like, that's different than everybody. Really? It's fun. It's original. It's camp. It's camp. It's giving Ashley Wagner Camp Award. <laughs> Their costumes are usually immaculate. Her hair is usually stunning. That bubble ponytail from last year, I still just want to get extensions to do that. That's going to be my wedding hair. Yeah, that's what <laughs> She has to do it for me. <laughs> uh, great. We'll buy you the bundles now so we can just set it up. Yeah, um, I want the bubbles. Yeah, no, but I think dance is always fun, right? Like, it's always entertaining. Yeah. It's always fun. I always enjoy it. But, yeah, there's some really good teams out there that I'm really and excited And it's the 80s see. rhythm dance this year. Oh my God, what a time. Wow. Fun. No one has mentioned my favorite team, Marjorie and Zach I, well, from Canada, who are room coming. For you, you can tell us who you're excited about. Le, okay, well. Le Joie and Le Gars. Yeah, I, I love, love them. them, too. I love them. Um. Yeah, I thought their free dance last season was so good, and it was criminally underappreciated. So I'm excited to see them in person. Well, I'm, I'm exci- excited to hear your hot takes throughout the season, Sarah. I hope yeah. you <laughs> offer them up much more because I feel like when whenever you say something, I'm like, oh, that's she's so right. She's so right. <laughs> I'm. I didn't excited. know I loved them until she said it. I'm exci- I'll try to think of more right things. I also love <laughs> Natalie and Philip, the uh, sibling team from Czech Republic at Skate America. Oh, they're they cute. did this Madonna yeah. program a few years ago, and they're I love them forever since then. Um, I was gonna say, um, I I'm just saying this to, for Sarah. Um, We're just is talking. that I think um, aren't we always when there's a program that's criminally underscored I always see it as like that's the sacrifice you have to make before you get great scores that you just it's so true that like that happens a lot in dance I see that somebody's like wow this program is amazing and it's just underscored and you have to like 
sometimes do a whole season where everybody's like, why is this not doing well? And then that boils up into then you get like good scores the next season. That's my prediction. I mean, I know how it works. It's just like. I know how it works. Yeah, you have to do your time. What ends up happening is then you have worse material that gets overscored. Absolutely. Because it's your turn. Let's talk about pairs. Let's. Let's. I have two I have I have two notes. I wrote down US pairs. Oh. Wow. I was I was like writing in prose this morning. <laughs> what is to happen after Alexa and Brandon step back? <laughs> is my first question. I saw that note and I was really confused about what the is language. To happen? <laughs> what is, is to that happen? like yield English? <laughs> <laughs> what is to happen? <laughs> uh and then I said, I'm excited for Ellie and Danny. And those are my notes. <laughs> <laughs> what is to happen? What is to happen? What, what is, is to happen? happen is kind of how I feel about Paris for the whole season. This whole assignment like sheet is. We just found the title of our episode. Yeah. yeah. What I is mean... to happen? I mean, there's so many TBDs here. And I think it's because we're trying to recruit people to skate pairs right now. Yeah. It, that and I feel like that's like on schedule for this yes. part of the season, and I, I honestly just think it really is hard, particularly for the pair circuit without Russian skaters, because there's so many Russian pair teams. Mm-hmm. So it and it it's a cool opportunity because it means a lot more skaters can get onto the circuit but i think for so long people are like nah we're we're good we're not gonna develop pair teams and so there's just like there's a tbd france there are two tbd usas at skate america yeah well and there's no chinese teams either we like there's just two big powerhouse i'm so confused yeah there's like like a chinese team in finland and not any assigned to china yeah, I do not understand what's going on over there. I think I saw that Peng Jin is back with a new partner. Okay. Oh. So I would love to see her skate yeah. in China. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm excited to see Conti and Maki. I love them. I yeah, they were, they were great. They were fun last year I don't know if sure. Maki is how you say that. Machi? Machi. Yeah, it's Italian. Machi. Machi. Conti okay. and Machi. Well, I mean, Rico and Ryuchi. I let's, mean, obviously. Let's hype them up. Yeah. They're they're one and six, so they have a lot of time in between their events, and I think that's going to be really great. Pairs on the Grand Prix circuit, it's about conditioning. Mm-hmm. Some, I'm not saying them, but some teams, like, First, second Grand Prix, those lifts are a little dicey, a little sketchy. By by five, six, I don't want to see a single lift put down on the Grand Prix circuit. I don't want to see a lift put down, period. But <laughs> at that point, keep those lifts up. Keep to the listen lifts here up. and listen good. It drives me crazy seeing a lift put down on, on the Grand Prix circuit. I'm like, you are a talented athlete, and unless... Your partner is unsafe up there. You keep that lift up. That's good advice. For someone who's never done pairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, are, are, is Deanna only doing one Grand Prix? No, she's only she has two. 
Why am I not seeing? I love that we're speaking about her singularly in the pairs event. (laughs) She's in China. She's the single. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I thought the same thing though because I only saw her name once and I'm like, oh, they're only doing one. Interesting. Well, and I'm just gonna say that the way that they have this document formatted that it's it shows up two different ways. So I didn't, she takes up more space in her Canada document. Don't everyone please stop listening to anything that I'm saying. I'm begging you. Uh, I'm on my knees. Don't listen. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking intrusive thoughts. So just don't move on. Let's continue talking. I'll move on. I'll move on. When did Minerva get a new partner? I liked them. Haza? Minerva. Yeah. Um, I don't. No, when she started with this one. I really liked her and her last partner, so I hope that Nikita can skate up to the challenge for me. Oh, me too. I hope he can. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting a lot of um, pressure on these pairs. <laughs> um, Wait, Sarah, I have a question. Um, okay. I'm scared. Anastasia, Anastasia and Danilo? Anastasia and Danilo, yeah. Are are those the two that they have the big age difference and they skate out of um, Orange County? Who who no. are they? They skate. I'm sorry, I'm coming onto okay. this podcast and I'm like, it's who okay. Are these I we're learning together. I'm really glad you brought them up because I love these two and they're really good. Um, they okay. just have had some. They've had a lot of bad injury luck, so we haven't seen them as much as we would have liked, but like they were supposed to go to nationals this year, senior nationals, and I was thinking that they would probably end up top four there, and then they had another injury and couldn't go. They've had a a lot of stuff happen, so they're in Minneapolis, but they're both from Ukraine, and their families are in Ukraine. Um, Oh, I remember you telling mm-hmm. me about them last year okay yeah and they're they're quite good they're very sweet um but yeah they're in like the twin cities cool um well that's that's pears yeah I think. that's I, pears i think that um i think that sums it up and you know i because it's still happen? it's still so early it's still so early it is actually early for you and i adam so Oh yeah, I, I mean, yeah. It's like that's our time is early, but yeah, it's still so early in this season. So it's I think it's going to be fun because in, in the now, probably in the next few weeks, in the few now. months, in the now, we're going to find out um, more about programs, coaching more changes, about what is to happen, what what is to happen, <laughs> <laughs> what is to happen. Apparently. The version of myself that wakes up at 6 a.m. to record this podcast is like a Shakespearean <laughs> poetry writer. It's exciting. It's really exciting. I just open my eyes and speak in prose. Um, all right, let's look at this sheet that we have written up. What do we What do we talk about next? Well, I have a game. Uh, oh, I have a you game. have a game. Yeah, Games. because let it be known that we are recording this on America's birthday, the Fourth of July. Um, and so I am titling this game Red, White, and Who. Yes! I'm going to (laughs) absolutely fail this game. And it's a quiz about American skating primarily and the color blue. 
Okay. It's only a few questions. This is so fun, Sarah. I love when you make up games for us. I love Red, White, and Who. Red, White, and Who might also be an episode title that I pitched. Red, White, and Who is going to the Chinese Grand Prix. Okay. So this one's not specifically about America, but it's tangential. Which Olympics this century have had a primarily blue setting for their figure skating venue? There's oh, not Sochi. Them. Sochi's one. Oh, this century. Sorry, 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 sorry. This century. Sorry, 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 Sochi's sorry. one. Sorry. Beijing. Two. Winter? Yeah, that's when they have the figure skating venue. <laughs> Salt, Salt Lake City. <laughs> Salt Lake that... City is the third one. Great oh, wow. job. I'm going to add one. like a little um sound effect for Ding. you guys getting that right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, this one's easy, maybe. Name a U.S. women's Olympic champion who was wearing blue when she won. Tara Do you consider Sarah Hughes a her? No. Do you consider that her like Winkle. a periwinkle? Adam periwinkle, already beat but you. Shades of blue. Shades of blue, but no, it's not It's not predominantly blue. Fine, Tara, it's Tara Lipinski. We accept Tara Lipinski as an answer. But that was her short program outfit. No. No. Her short program was like that white lace white thing with, and she had a blue like corset. Oh, a corset? A but corset. she was wearing oh, that's blue, right. blue. Yeah, right. she was wearing no, 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 no. Because the blue the one was the, rain- the, the rainbow one, and yes. the yeah. white one was the Anastasia one. I know my facts. I just don't always get them straight, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying to think of um, other. So then Sarah Hughes was Periwinkle, and then who won the Olympics before Tara Lipinski? American, Christy. are we going? Christy, Christy was in but black was and yellow. I just almost shouted out you, not Kim. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then before Christy was Dorothy. Yeah. And oh, she had... also was not. Dorothy in blue. was in pink, and then it was Peggy, and she was in chartreuse. Chartreuse. I I love that costume. It's so gorgeous. That chartreuse number in her oh, little yeah. beehive. And then it was um. Yeah, if only if only this country was red, white, and chartreuse. I oh. wish. I think we would all Often get along a little better. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Is there another question? <laughs> no, I yes, think it would actually divide us question. more. There's another question. Yeah. There's uh-huh. another question. Okay. There's two more questions. Good. Yay, okay. I like this. So fun. Okay. Nathan Chen wore blue for True. his 2015-16 oh. free skate. The last time he performed it was the free skate at Nationals that year uh-huh. because he got hurt. Yes. Uh-huh. As he was skating his free skate, who was in the lead of the standings at the time? Can you, what year? 2016. 2016 Nationals. Who was in the lead? During the free skate when Nathan You're skated. asking this because it's so random. You don't know. Um, what happened in 2016? <laughs> I won. <laughs> Wait, so then you should know this. I yeah, you d- should know this. Max Aaron? Was it like Max Aaron? It was not Max. Okay. Was it... Um, I'm trying to... Grant Hochstein. It was Grant. It was Grant. Of course. Mm. Always in the lead when you don't expect it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, that was a tough one. Okay, and my last question is, which two Disney princesses were represented by American skaters in blue at consecutive Olympics? All right, so there's Brady, and she was skating to Cinderella with the dong and the... Mm. Okay, Brady, yes, Ashley. I agree. <laughs> I Who's agree. the other one? Um, at Olympics? And then it was Gracie, and Gracie was... Um, Another Disney princess. I asked you to name the princesses. Oh Wait, my God. which one was like Brady? No, it wasn't Snow White. Brady was Cinderella. So was Gra- uh, Gracie... Gracie was Cinderella too. No, no, no. she was Sleeping no. I thought Beauty. she was Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping. I said it first. I said it first. I just didn't say it with confidence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. the end of the game. That's the end of Red, that White, and Who. Fun. That was really that good. Was fun. Thank you. Good Thank job. You. I came up with that on the subway this morning on my way here. You're so Well, creative. subway well spent. Sarah, do we have a fiercer flutz this week? We do. We okay. do. You've really done a lot. You've done a lot. And More we thank you. We thank you well, for it. Okay, here's my first. My first fiercer flutz is Sasha Trusova's new single. Mm-hmm. I think it's called roughly translated to something like angels wings or two wings or something like that yes that's the full title mm-hmm. i think so this is for i'm I gonna just you... it, this is fierce i don't i'm so sorry like this this is so fierce to me did you watch the video i watched the whole thing twice <laughs> i haven't seen it yet i called you didn't Sarah. watch it yet <clears throat> you Listen, sent it to, to us <laughs> I know. Did you? <laughs> I didn't realize I was sending you guys a video link. Um, I called Sarah, and that's why Sarah, this is going to explain why Sarah sounds the way she does. I called Sarah, and I'm coming back from like a hair appointment, and I'm like, Sarah, do I need to listen to this video? And she goes, You sent me the music video. And I'm like, I digress. Do I need to listen to it? And she's like, Maybe not listen, but you should definitely watch the video. And I said, okay, I'll do that. And then I didn't. So I'm going to go <laughs> with It's Fierce because I don't have a hit single. And who am I to judge? I, I want to it... know how she got all those. See, you would know this, Ashley, if you had watched it. Like I suggested. She was on a swing set. You told me she was on a swing set. No, but I it looks like that, she's being... What I was going to ask is how did she get all the streets in Moscow That's... to be empty? I think it looks like she's doing the music video in an abandoned arena parking lot. Like that's what it looks like. It looks like um, crypto.com on an off day in the parking garage. That's what it it, it looks because it's abandoned. It's like um, empty streets in one of the busiest cities in the world. Yeah. Is how long is her hair currently? Is it like knee length? Uh, ankle. Yeah. Fire engine red. It's ankle, ankle. length. Okay. It's about it's like any length that you would call a skirt is the length. <laughs> calf length but it was well blown out for this video i well listen, it was blowing in the wind when you have hair that long you have hair that long just do something with it give it give it a style yeah but i actually and the song is i'll say it the song is kind of it's catchy yeah if i knew the words i'd be singing them <laughs> um but yeah but that there's a video 
and there's just like one there's one part in it where it like fades to a moment of her skating but it has nothing to do with anything happening and then it goes right back to her walking through this street um i really enjoyed it and i and the song it's it's worth the watch i liked it for real fierce (laughs) (laughs) i thought you hear the sound of a gun after you say that Okay, um, it's me sitting in this house. Our next, <laughs> just for context, um, I was born into a gun family. I am not a gun. <laughs> I'm at my father's house and currently surrounded by heavy artillery. <laughs> Thank you for the context. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, well, our next topic is actually an easy leap from that context because. Mm-hmm. My next topic is Skate America being held in Texas. Fluts. 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 I tweeted something about this and I got some responses that were like, the people of Texas deserve to watch figure skating too. Um, and they do. They can, they can watch it on TV until you <laughs> support. <laughs> Listen, until, you, until the state supports women's rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and values the lives of children over, you know, heavy artillery. Um, flats, flats. It's a flats. The flats for me. Flats, flats, flats. It's a flats for me. Yeah. It is Caroline Jang, two thousand eight flats. <laughs> that was a deep one. A deep one. It was a big flats. Yeah. No, it's a big yeah. flats for me. Um. Yeah. The people of Texas do deserve to watch skating on TV. <laughs> Also, I say this no. I say this knowing that there are really good people in Texas. I'm I'm just being sassy, but no, I agree. I agree that like having an event, like it's great to have an event in a place where there usually isn't a big event. But at the same time, it's um, yeah. There's a lot of places where there aren't usually events, right? Like yeah, and. and... and... And usually it's not Allen, Texas. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just glad it's also not in Las Vegas. Okay, my last one, just to be a pro pro of the day, is Fourth of July. Fiercer floods. Currently floods. It's a. It's currently it's a floods. Yeah, I think it's like fierce that like we have we celebrate a birthday, but it's kind of floods in its current condition. Well, it's just kind of like celebrating a birthday where you have to go to the party, but the person has like kind of been like a mess and all over the place and like not a great friend for a couple of years, but you like really feel obligated to go. It kind of feels like a family birthday party, but you don't really want to. Oh, that's a great. Yeah. And it also feels like like you guys were close, but you could get close again. So it feels like this would just kind of create a really big riff if you didn't celebrate it. So like you're going to celebrate it, but like you don't want to be there, but you know that the best thing for you to do is to be there. But, like, you also know that if you go to this birthday party, like, people are inevitably going to be talking politics and, like, they're inevitably going to be like, gays shouldn't have rats. Right. Women shouldn't have rats. Guns should have rats. Right. And it's just, like, you don't want to have those conversations. But no. you're going to go anyway because it's family. Right. And those are all valid points that you just made. <laughs> those are all very yeah. valid points. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's... um. 
How old is America? Old enough to know better. Well, <laughs> I log off. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm going to go with like, I'm like happy it happened, but like I'm flats. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she is currently 246 years old, so maybe when she hits 250, she's going to, you know, get, get it, together. it together. I think I'm going to, yeah. I'm holding it together for a big old 250 celebration. A 250 might really help us round the corner. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, America. I think that... um that is a great way to end this episode of talking Grand Prix and talking birthdays. Does everyone agree? <laughs> you know, agree. I I agree. We concur. And so it shall be. Um, so everybody, thank you. <laughs> what is to happen? What is to happen this episode? <laughs> with this episode. Um, thank you all for listening. You can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow me on social media. Reach out. Let us know if you have anything you'd like to talk us talk us to about. <laughs> Happy birthday, talk America. <laughs> um, you can uh, DM me on Instagram. It's at at a rip. Um, Ashley, where can they find you? You can find me at AshWagner2010 on both Instagram and Twitter. Reach out. Um, and as always, Sarah has it written in here after we said this once. Reach out on social media with topics you think we should cover. But also, if you want to send up some stuff where you're like, you should avoid this at all costs, send them over. Right. And know. you can also DM Sarah. Sarah, where can they reach out to you? Yeah. Oh, God. Well, <clears throat> if Twitter. you want to know who I am and you want to message me, who are you? You can do that at Sarah Hughes 11. I'd love to get more messages that say, who are you? That actually made my day. I know. It's great. <laughs> so we'll see you next time. And uh, like Raphael always told me and Ashley and Sarah. Before every competition. Before every competition. I'm going to cry. He always said it. Never <laughs> said it to me. <laughs> Come on. Come on, buddy. buddy. Bye, everybody. Bye.